Hello and welcome to the Raw and Honest podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Alves. I'm a coach, mentor, and mother of three. I have a deep passion to empower and guide women out of the overwhelm of motherhood and back into the life. I truly believe that with self-awareness, the right mindset, and your connection back to self, you'll go through this phase of motherhood with ease, flow, and a little bit of badass. If you're after a podcast that has no sugar coating and is real, raw, and honest, then this is it. With each episode, I'll bring you real life lessons and the tools that I have picked up along my journey, as well as conversation with real mamas and also experts in the field so that you can start to create true transformation and start living your most happiest and fulfilled life as the best version of you. Hey everyone, I'm so excited. Welcome back to another episode of the Raw and Honest podcast. Um, today we've got an amazing lady. I'm so blessed and excited to introduce you all. Um, she's an Ayurvedic and integrative health practitioner. She helps the modern day women balance their hormones, heal their gut, um, cut that feeling of overwhelm and find their ideal weight through an Ayurvedic and integrative health approach. Um, her background, she's been a registered nurse for over 16 years um, in the experience of specialising in surgical operations, theatre and emergency nursing. She's done a ton of things like she's a nutrition and a health coach. She's a business coach for women in the health and wellness space. Um, she's a yoga and Pilates teacher and instructor. She's a Reiki practitioner, a personal trainer and all the other things. Um, but with all the experience that she has, she combines her Western medical background with the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda and her yogi spirit to empower women to entrust in their own bodies, intelligence to heal, thrive and create the mind-body balance through their ancient wisdom and Ayurvedic integrated medicine. So I want to finally welcome uh, Harmony Robinson-Stagg to the podcast. I'm truly, truly honoured and so excited to have you on here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this episode with you. Perfect. Um, but to I know that I've given a lot out of, you know, your background and what you do and all the amazing things that you're doing here in this life, in this world. But I want to allow you to just start off with sharing a little bit about your story to the listeners so we can get, um, you know, where you've come from, what took you on the path of going through Ayurvedic from nursing the Western medical into the, uh, you know, more yogi um, Ayurvedic space, if you can share that story with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I suppose I grew up quite like with natural health. So it's always been a really big part of my life. Um, and then I sort of moved into like, mum's like, oh, you got to go to uni. What are you going to do? I'm like, oh, I don't know. She's like, you should do nursing. You're so good with your animals. You always bandage them up and look after them. I'm like, I don't know why she didn't tell me to be a vet, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll go and do nursing. Like it was never like this big passion, um, but it was something that I thought, you know, there was opportunity with like I'd always envisioned maybe traveling as a nurse and all of that kind of stuff and I've always been interested in health and fitness and so for me it was in that sort of sphere of health I didn't know really what else was out there it's sort of that typical you know I sort of come from the era it's like you know there's be a teacher be a nurse that kind of thing yeah. um, so I went I moved um, to the Gold Coast when I was 17 and started uni when I was 17 and become a nurse um, I'm still nursing, actually. I'm nursing at one of Australia's leading health um, retreats. So I'm the nurse and educator up there, but I'm only doing that like once a week, um, sort of just yeah, keeping keeping my foot in the door type <laughs> thing. Um, but it has, it's really taught me the, a lot of amazing things and really in depth with like the human anatomy and physiology. So I'm really, really grateful for um, my nursing background and like you mentioned, I've got a strong background in emergency nursing. So that's all been fantastic. But I also saw its limitations um, and especially limitations sort of with the modern woman and hormones and, you know, like I, I really value and respect the Western medical system, but there's a lot of things that they don't do great. Um, and so I wanted to be off to be able to offer a little bit more than that. 
Um, and alongside that, I've always sort of been training people. I got into yoga, Pilates, and yoga is actually the sister science of Ayurveda. So yoga is sort of more like that spiritual side and Ayurveda is the health side of, of that. Um, yeah, and even growing up, like we were always sort of introduced to sort of Ayurvedic um, things not not like we didn't know at the time it was but you know we grew up with a lot of kitchen pharmacy we grew up with like those wholesome foods and a lot of the sort of ayurvedic principles and even now that obviously i'm an ayurvedic and integrative health practitioner my mom's like yeah we used to get you like the ayurvedic toothpaste when you were a kid and all of these things so i always just felt um called to it and i felt called to explore it more um the ayurvedic psychology of things and I just, yeah, started to study it myself, doing some self-study. And then I felt called to go deeper and deeper um, within that. So I've done like advanced diploma and sort of Ayurvedic medicine. I've done Ayurvedic psychology, Ayurvedic nutrition, all of these things in Ayurveda. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just just love it and have has seen what it can offer women um, and men, but I specialise in women. So that's sort of how I got into the Ayurveda side of things. And now I'm also coaching people to become Ayurveda integrated um, into Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coaches as well, because I just feel that it is, you know, needed more now than ever. It's just got such sort of great philosophies behind it. And for those who don't know what Ayurveda is exactly, it's the health and healing um, science and it stems from India like 6,000 plus years ago. It was one of the original sort of health sciences that's been documented in the Vedas. And back then the Vedas were documented on palm leaf. So it's like the first textbook ever to explain health and healing. So it's really, really amazing and um yeah, it's just a, a, a beautiful modality to learn. And obviously it's sort of like evolved from there in our modern times, which, mm. you know, we do need to happen because we do live different lives. It's, I guess you could like it to, it's the original form of naturopathy as well, but it's a lot more in depth with, I guess, um, its own philosophies and lifestyle medicine. Mm. That sounds so amazing Um, and it just gave me goosebumps to know that it's come back from ancient, ancient times um, from the Vedas um, written on those leaves um, and that we get to and people like you that study all the things Ayurveda and be able to extract that wisdom and be able to transfer it in a modern way for the modern women to integrate it in our lifestyle now but still bring that ancient healing to a modern life. So that is absolutely amazing. Um, And Harmony, can you share with us in simple terms um, Ayurveda and what it means? Because I know when I first heard about it and a lot of women out there and men, but we're talking about women out there, when they hear Ayurveda, they think it's just, you know, to lose weight. It's a diet, so to speak, to lose weight. So can you clarify to us in simple ways exactly what Ayurveda is? Yeah, absolutely. So Ayurveda is a holistic health and healing science. And as I mentioned, it was it um, comes from India, like over 6,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And being holistic, it doesn't just focus on one thing. So obviously, food as medicine is a really big component of Ayurveda, but it's certainly not um, everything to do with Ayurveda. Ayurveda actually has eight branches and they go into like gynecology, um, pediatrician, surgery, um like longevity studies there's it it's there's so much more to it than just sort of like an ayurvedic diet which as you mentioned like that's what comes to mind to people or the other thing that comes to mind is the doshas so people may have heard of vada pitta kapha the mind body sort of personality types and again it's like a lot more in depth than that but when people sort of dip their toes into ayurveda they think ayurvedic cooking and the doshas but there's a whole um, philosophy behind it, the Samkhara philosophy. There's a whole um, psychology behind it. So it interweaves sort of um, psychosocial, social, psychology, mind-body um, techniques and things like breath work and asanas, yoga work. It weaves in nutrition. It weaves in, I think I may have said philosophy already, mm. 
Um, and also herbal medicine is a massive thing. So herbology and then obviously lifestyle medicine. So we, and this is sort of one of the, the things these days why Ayurveda is getting so popular. We've realized that we have become out of alignment with nature, but we are part of nature and our circadian rhythm has gone like haywire because, you know, of all of these, these great things like electricity and social media and all this, they can be great sometimes, but, you know, we have become out of alignment with nature and our natural circadian rhythm. And that's what's causing so so many sort of hormonal disruptions specifically in women because we really do need to sort of get ourselves back into a nice sort of um, rhythm with our body and our mind and so Ayurveda draws on nature as for its insights and Mm. you know it, it says that we are part of nature we're not separate from but a lot of the time these days we've sort of excluded ourselves and not seen ourselves in that sort of bigger realm of things Mm. so yeah basically if you go to see like an Ayurvedic practitioner they'll be going through like a history a health history a medical history um, looking at your lifestyle looking at your diet Um, And then looking at sort of different lifestyle prescriptions that they can implement, maybe herbs that need to support your adrenals, your thyroid, it could be a hormonal imbalance, it could be all different things, diabetes, whatever it might be, Um, they'll look at Um, it from an Ayurvedic perspective and prescribe herbs, even um, I integrate like, you know, Western medical sort of backgrounds and nutrition and everything. So there could be nutritional support that needs to be done. Um, yeah, so that's sort of the, the over sort of, I guess, broad concept of Ayurveda. And when people do think of Ayurvedic nutrition, I mean, Ayurveda is very, very big on the right food for the right person. Mm. Like one man's, um, one man's nectar can be one man's poison. So we're also very, very different. And if you've got a strong agni, a strong digestive system, a strong digestive fire, and in Ayurveda it's called agni, um, that means that you're able to spread those nutrients to all of your cells. And what feeds ourselves, what builds us, and what makes us who we are with our health and our vitality, and we call that um, ojas and tijas in Ayurveda, it's, it's our nutrition. And that's why it's so so important and I think when people think Ayurveda they just think nutrition because Mm. we do go on a lot about nutrition because it is super important but it's just one of the facets of it I love it I love how that it's it's so holistic it doesn't just look on like you say the nutrition part it's so holistic for truly mind body soul and spirit and I love how um, you mentioned that it connects us back into nature and that we are part of nature and um and i think in today's society because the human race think that they have language and they build these big buildings and you know we have machinery and technologies to control a lot of you know farming animals trees and plants that we're above all those things but really truly we are so equal and we are all one and we're all apart so i really love how it that philosophy looks at at, at all of that and reminds us and puts us back into sync um, of that nature rhythm and reminds us that we are connected and we're one and you know um, so that is truly beautiful and I love that whole holistic approach uh, that it takes. Mm, absolutely and it's yeah I think it's just so important to realize that we can learn a lot from nature so just being like with Ayurveda, so just an example there is with our meals, they always suggest that lunch would be your largest meal of the day because your agni, your digestive fire is the strongest. And that's because that's when the sun is the strongest in the sky at that time of day. Mm-hmm. Whereas dinner, as like our Western culture, we're used to having like our bigger meal at dinner. We sit there in family and that's all lovely, but that should sort of be our lighter sort of dinner when the um the sun's going down and so is our agni so is our digestion everything's slowing down in our body and a lot of people have sleep problems and feel heavy at night and all of these things because they're just sort of eating the wrong things at the wrong time of day yeah so it's just looking at sort of yeah realigning yourself with those kind of aspects that is just amazing. Another little tip. <laughs> Eat the bigger meals during the day and the smaller ones at night. 
Um, I wanted to ask you, with with your um, background in the Western um, Western medicine and your Ayurvedic background, what do you see is um, probably the biggest thing um, in missing in women's health in today's time, today's society? Yeah, sure. So I think um, coming back to self and being connected to self is mm. the main thing missing and just pure knowledge about how their body works because the woman's body is so divine. It, it really is. And our hormones and everything it does for us. I mean, we, we create, we birth new life, right? There's so much that goes on to it. And we kind of just take it as a given and take it for granted because we've known for thousands and thousands of years that, you know, women, they menstruate, women have babies, and it's just a thing that happens. But it's really magical. And we've sort of stepped away from connecting to our body and really feeling into our body and knowing sort of what's going on. And so when you can start to tap into your own body's intelligence, and in Ayurveda, we say that TJAS, then you you can really sort of start to become your own sort of healer. You know what's going on. You you have that deeper intuition. But a lot of the time we're so busy, we're so caught up in life these days that we ignore the niggles. We don't listen to the body. We're not really tuned into it. And then we ignore it for so long that finally this cascade of events happened and then all of a sudden you have some sort of disease within the body and that may manifest as uh, pain or some sort of disease and then it's like, oh, I don't know how I got that. It kind of like just happened overnight. And then I'm going to the doctors and then the doctor's prescribing, you know, something to, to help with the symptoms of that. And we don't really know the root cause. So that's sort of that whole disconnect's happening. And then they never go searching for the root cause. If they can get like just that symptom sort of, I guess, um, pacify the symptoms, which a lot of medications do, they then go on and keep ignoring their body ignoring who they really are deep down and what's going on until the next thing happens and I just see that so much in my clinic and so I really love to educate women about how to understand their body understand what's happening in their body the hormones the cycle and it, getting back into that circadian rhythm so finding sort of not ignoring ourselves not ignoring the signs and symptoms but mm. being able to listen to them and taking that time to be able to step back and sort of align ourselves within sort of a circadian rhythm because we're you know getting up late or or maybe really early but going to bed super super late there's no regularity we're always serving everybody else wearing so many hats you know back in the day women were sort of didn't have so many roles and so many expectations put on them and so much sort of stress. And so one of the main things that I see is like through the Ayurvedic lens, it's like a Vata imbalance. So Mm -hmm. Vata is one of the doshas, but it's like that ether and space element and becomes very, it's our nervous system is just wired. It's, It's just become haywire. And sort of when you're looking at it through from the medical sort of point of view there's like the the whole stress versus sex hormone imbalance because we're just going nuts just going crazy trying to do all the things and be all the things and not really sitting down and listening to ourselves and tapping mm. into self and what we really want what's really going on in our body yeah and like you said, I think that for so long, um, it's just, it's expected now that, like you said, women wear so many hats that you'll go, 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 go. And you're used to feeling, you think your body is that normal of that stress, that cortisol is racing and you're pumping. And you think that that, that feeling of overwhelm and stress mm-hmm. is the new norm where really it's not and like you said it gets to a point where women's are crashing and burning and the overwhelm and all the disease um in the body starts coming up like inflammation and all these kind of other um symptoms are all coming up because your body's screaming at you and going hey like just stop like I'm here, I'm here, just stop. And women just forget that our bodies are working for us 24 hours a day and we're not like you said honoring ourselves and taking a step back and understanding ourselves and connecting with our bodies and giving that level of respect back to what you know our body and what it's doing for us for every second of every day Um, and I know for instance I think a year or two ago 
maybe a year and a half ago now, I really understood. And like you said, it's all about education and educating women to understand. And I learned about the psychic, uh, the cycle of the menstrual cycle and what that means, you know, the winter, the summer, the spring and, and how the hormones play a, a role in that. And once I was educated with that and truly understand, I was then able to step back and feel the different emotions and energy levels rising and dropping. Um, I felt, you know, the hunger. I felt the frustration. I felt the wanting to go in. And then by understanding it and having that education, then I was able to step back and actually feel my body and go, oh, this is the normal cycle, not the go, 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 go. Feel that normal cycle, then being able to honour myself and plan my life and cycle my life through the cycles and really understanding. And I think if women have that understanding, then they're more, what's that word? It's in my head. They're more um, forgiving with themselves and nurturing with themselves, you know? Um, so I think that is so key is just, you hit that nail on the head. It's just that education and knowledge and connecting back to true self um, is huge. And you're hundred percent right. Like, we the the stress the everyday stress that chronic stress that most of us are all under has become normalized mm. and so it's not seen as a stress so I see a lot of women in clinic and I ask about their stress levels obviously and they'll be like no but I don't think I'm that stressed and you can see they have like maybe bit of estrogen dominance, low progesterone and the stress hormones are <laughs> been going haywire but they're like but I'm not really that stressed I just like um, I have to get up and then I, I go train and then I drop the kids to school and then I come back and I've got clients all day and then I, I can't eat because I'm too busy in the middle of the day with all my clients and then I'm doing this and that and the other and they're like so it's I'm just it's just life it's not stress it's just life yeah. and, then, um, and they go oh I get a little bit stressed in the afternoon then because I've got to pick them up and then rush home and cook all the dinner and I'm like yeah see we've just normalized that and it's okay we all do have to do it we all do have to survive but at the same time our body doesn't differentiate the different types of stresses mm. so there's not a little stress hormone for a scary dog that's chasing us there's not a stress hormone for nearly getting kicked um like hit by a car and there's not a stress hormone for your big full inbox and running around after kids it's the same hormones that get released every time your body perceives any type of stress and when we normalize busyness, we forget that our body is still in the hormonal reactive state. So we do need to start to sort of listen and implement ways that we can sort of slow down. And I think that um, sometimes it's very hard to do and I, I struggle with it myself, <laughs> but it's about having the tools and understanding sort of getting yourself into some sort of cyclical rhythm mm. throughout your day. And Ayurveda does that very well with like its lifestyle prescriptions. So I think that's one of the things that is missing with women these days. They sort of just running from things to things to things and not really carving out enough time just to be and just mm. to let everything settle, get back into that parasympathetic state, let the hormones settle down, you know. Mm. I think it's really, yeah, really, really important. And it's just, I always say most hormonal imbalances, they start from a stress imbalance. Yeah. And it's it's one of the hardest things to treat because you actually have to do something about it you physically have to change or mold your lifestyle in some sort of way and that that's challenging that can be really hard if you're already feeling busy and like you you don't have the time to sort of slow down I mean we do we've just got to look at priorities and we've got to sort of reshuffle things but it is hard to implement and so I think sometimes it's nice just to be guided through that process and have that support because it's easy just to keep going and going and going and going and you yeah. do until you burn until you crash and then you're in complete like sort of adrenal fatigue stages and yeah and then it's very very hard to sort of um get back on the horse so to speak and um, I hear you say, like, um, you know, taking, carving that time out for yourself. And what I really see and what I, I kind of worry about a little bit is the movement of this, you know, self-love, self-care, where women think, okay, 
um, you know, doing all the things like I'm going to get a mani-pedi, I'm going to take a bath out for myself, light some candles, maybe put some sage and rub some oils, might go for a coffee date with my girls. Like that's all great. Like that's giving time back to yourself. But where I get concerned is I feel that the self-care, self-love is um, they don't have a true true understanding because for me I think for the self-care and self-love you have to do all those fun things but you also like you said you need to have the knowledge and understand your body and I feel having the knowledge understanding your body and changing that lifestyle is true self-care and self-love if you truly if you think about it like if you're getting to know someone how can you fall in love with that guy if you're not getting to know him, getting to know what he's likes, what he's dislikes? Is he likes to stay up late? Does he like to go to sleep? What is he allergic to? Like you need to get to know the guy before you can fall in love. It's all 12, all well and good and doing movies and not talking to the guy and not getting to know him, but I'm spending time with him, like spending time with ourselves, getting Manny and Petties. But if you're not getting to know your true self, how can that's not really self-love and self-care. So that's where I get that worry where everyone's on this self-care, self-love movement. It's amazing they're carving out that time for themselves, which I think is so important, but they're missing that element of getting that support, like you said, and having that awareness and that understanding of finding out, you know, how their body works and, and getting in that cycle that really supports them and their health in that. Um, so wanting to start a movement of true self-care and self-love is just, like you said, yeah. really connecting back with your true self. And it's not, it doesn't have to be like this big drawn out sort of routine and no. like having candlelit baths every day and, or just doing sort of one chunky thing once a month. Mm. Like it's about implementing the small things like, and it can be 10 minutes in the morning. Like if you don't have 10 minutes in a day to carve out some small routine that will help settle your nervous system and, and connect to self then you don't really have a life. Like something needs to change. You need to be able to find out, find those 10 minutes a day. And that might just be like you waking up, washing your face. You might, you know, Ayurveda, we do the tongue scraping sort of ritual. And, and then even just like taking five sort of deep breaths, maybe pulling an affirmation card, going through some affirmations. Um, you might do a self-abhyanga, which is a really beautiful way to connect to the body. It's just oiling the body like a self-massage mm. before you shower. And all of that could take 10 minutes. Like I'm not saying you sit there and you massage yourself for an hour. Like, yeah, we don't have time for that. I get <laughs> no that. one's got time for that. <laughs> no, no. And you might not even do that. You might do that in the afternoon. You might um, do a 10-minute meditation in the evening instead. But having something that for you that you do every single day that's ritualistic that where you can spend those times just breathing connecting and listening to your body and listening to how you feel on the inside and and as you mentioned feeling the emotions that you're feeling mm. because the problem is with um like suppressed emotions is emotions are just energy in motion until you suppress them and hold them in your body and through that they we can get sort of disease in the body will manifest. So we know that to be true when we're really, really stressed, we might hold the tension in our neck or our shoulders. We might get a lot of headaches because we haven't allowed ourselves to feel the emotions, to breathe through them and move through them. Mm -hmm. So I think if you can connect to yourself at the very start of the day with a very small ritualistic thing, whether that be, like I said, waking up, washing your face, sitting down, doing five deep breaths, having like a herbal tea, and that's it. And just saying, hey, how, how are you today? How are you feeling? Like what's going on for you? Um, then if you can't sort of do that, then that, that's sort of like such an important step to learning about yourself on a deeper level and allowing sort of you to feel the emotions and let them to move through you. Mm. I love how you said like have a talk to yourself, have that conversation with yourself and ask yourself how are you feeling today? Because that's, and I think that is so amazing because we don't stop to ask ourselves questions of how are you feeling today? So that's something I will be putting in my uh, morning routine that I've got is just sitting with myself and asking how are you feeling? Absolutely. And even mm. just backing yourself and supporting yourself. Like I've had a massive few weeks. I'm in the middle. I'm also studying um, a master's in acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine. So I've had all my exams and assignments this week. I've also launched my program and it's just been 
my week's been chaotic and what saves me are my tiny, tiny little 10 minute rituals here and there. But also like, you know, to break it up, I'll quickly take the dogs for a walk and get fresh air. And I'm literally saying to myself, Hey, Harmony, you're doing a good job. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. we never feel like we're doing enough or with everything so rushed and like, you, you're not where you want to be, or you, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier to sort of yeah think that you can get a million things done when you can't so sometimes you just need to sort of back yourself and be like hey no you're doing a good job you're on track you're on track and sort of having those talks to yourself I know I probably sound like a crazy person <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how you feel today yeah I'm good <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no I think I think if you don't back yourself you can't expect everyone else to and if you want to believe that you're you know, on the right track and on on the right path. You've got to tell yourself that as well. Yeah, that's so important. I love that. So tip here you heard from Harmony, be a crazy woman and just talk to yourself, have a conversation with yourself throughout the day. Yeah, check in. Another thing I really wanted to ask you is, um, you know, for, for all the women that have young children, whether it be toddlers, whether it be school age kids, what do you find is the most common health issues that they come to you that they're facing and how could, uh, how do you find Ayurvedic benefits those issues and help support them? Yeah. For the women. Yeah. For the women with the, with the babies or young kitties. Yeah, absolutely. So sleep deprivation (laughs) one that they always come with Um, hormonal imbalance because, you know, pregnancy is a, it's a big deal. It's a big thing on your body Mm. and then you're not sleeping and then you're um, feeling like you're getting cranky and exhausted. And then you, it's like your body perceives as stress. And so your stress hormones go up. You're, you may not be ovulating yet. So you're not producing enough progesterone, which is sort of your keep calm, carry on sort of happy hormone as well. Mm. Um, And also if you're not sleeping, if you've got, if your cortisol is rising, too much in the evening it cancels out the melatonin and we need melatonin to sleep melatonin is also a precursor to serotonin so a lot of the times um i see women in my clinic they're coming to me pretty tired and just feeling pretty run down and Mm. they just don't really know what's going on and often it's like well you know you're a new mom you're a busy mom you're wearing so many hats all of these things are going on but what's what's underlining with that is is that sort of hormonal disruption Mm. and poor sleep and it's sort of sometimes it's poor lifestyle habits it's poor food habits it's you know the body's becoming a lot more reactive to things a lot more sensitive because we're not sort of in that sort of nice cycle yeah so that's sort of what I mostly see in my clinic um Mm. see a lot of people yeah, basically that are just burnt out. Um, a lot of people with sort of hypothyroidism, adrenal fatigue, um, uh, endometriosis, PCOS, just a lot of different hormonal conditions. But at the end of the day, most most women with the young kids are just sort of really worn out and not sort of really understanding what's happening in their body. And everyone's so different as well. Yeah. So symptoms can be very similar, but the actual cause can be so different from person to person because everyone's lifestyle and everyone's diet play a massive, massive role in it mm. and how we're absorbing the nutrients that we ingest and are we ingesting the right nutrients, you know, like even for our thyroid to function right, you need selenium, you need iodine, you need your vitamin Bs, you need iron. And some women may be having a diet that's lacking some of those components Mm. and then some may not and they might not be absorbing them so everyone is so different and everyone has to be treated individually and different with sort of the prescription of say herbs or nutritional supplements or diet or lifestyle and sometimes we do have to find like you know little miniature five minute things in the day to implement in their lifestyle because they do have a baby and that is sort of their sort of calling point they have to get up to they don't have the luxury of not that it's a luxury but you know some some women who their kids are all at school and they don't have they might have a few days off where they can sort of reset themselves in the middle of the day whereas some women are working full-time some women have babies and kids at home full-time like everyone has such a different story and again 
you cannot compare and you should never compare. Like it's all relevant to you and how you're feeling. And I find that's another sort of big, big thing is women comparing themselves with other women, thinking that they are, that woman over there, I see her do it all. She's got three kids and she's running a business and she's, you know, running around and looks fantastic and you don't know what's going on Mm. inside. And I see those women that the other women are talking about and they come to me depleted just because it they doesn't look like that on social. It's not true. So I think yeah. com- comparison is the thief of joy and it is just something that we as women need to stop doing because especially these days when we have, you know, we have great role models to compare to, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of, truths that aren't told or truths that aren't seen and I know we we know that but Mm. the reality is we still get sucked into that it it is so hard especially in these times where you're just bombarded with all these influences it's not just celebrities now that you see in a magazine we've got these devices where you've got so many different social media platforms and it's not even like I said um you know the famous people it's all these influences it's all your you know mums next door that are you know beautifying their faces and putting filters here and filters there and making out you know taking a photo of a salad salad bowl eating for lunch and women are idolizing that and comparing themselves to that and then feeling so lack and then that it's not only you know, the, what they're eating in their lifestyle, but it's also the stress and the depression that comes on. Like, I can never be like that. Why I can't be like that in that comparison. So it's a very tricky time. Um, um, but I would love to see more just realness on there, more authenticity, more, um, you know, photos without filters, just real everyday beauty mums, out there and when I say beautiful mums I believe everyone's beautiful with or without makeup and I try to be so real on social media you know my, my bad days my good days I love to share my health uh, story which I should be doing more of and like you said you know I was one of those people that I thought I was quite healthy I'm you know eating all the things and um, very natural in my approaches to eating and medicating myself and all that kind of stuff but I remember coming to you at the end of last year I thought I'll probably just go in a detox so you know I know I've got a bit of you know chronic psoriasis and all this kind of stuff but I kind of got it under bay with you know my celery juicing and what I'm eating and um and there's I think I went through a six-week cleanse with you Harmony and it was so much more than that and the benefits I got um, was just absolutely amazing. Like I have, I've had polyovocystic syndrome since I was 15 being diagnosed and I've never had a normal cycle. And then after the cleanse, and I think I did the cleanse around August last year with you um, and what it's June now. So nearly a year and I've had normal cycles like clockwork that has been really like, cause I used to get my periods really heavy for two weeks at a time, then they will miss months, but I'm getting them like clockwork on cycle, which now I connect to the moon. So I see what the moon phase is. And I'm like, I know that that's, you know, I'm getting my periods and it's so light and I only get it full you know, one day heavy and then only a few days and it lasts less than a week. Um, I feel so much more connected in myself. Like we said, it's it's not just about diet. It's just about connecting and calming the mind and changing lifestyle. So changed um, my lifestyle because I learned through so much through that six weeks. Um, you know, all my, <laughs> I didn't even realize I had water retention and I'm like, oh, I can see a bit of bone now. Mm-hmm. So there was all these things that I thought that I was being very healthy with and coming there and learning so much about my mind body type, what herbs work for me, what herbs don't work for me, what foods do, what time should I eat? You know, like you mentioned, um, a lot of people are in this intimate fasting and I was doing that thinking I'm really healthy and, you know, I'm healing my gut um, and then finding out that that's really um, wreaking havoc on my body. Whereas another dosha type, it's really good for that intimate fasting I learned from you. Um, So there's all these things uh, that I'm so grateful for that has helped me so much. So like you said, 
don't ever compare yourself with someone on social media or you see down the road because you don't know what they're, you know, what they look on the outside is not what they are on the inside and just love yourself and love your body. Get to know yourself, go and see beautiful people like Harmony that you can delve deeper in yourself and learn so much more to try truly um, get that balance of true health and wellness. Um, and another tip I learned from you is, don't eat just raw salads all the time. Like I'm putting some salads and I'm healthy. But like you said, was just wreaking havoc yeah. on the body, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been there. Like I suffered with IBS for a long, long time and I was sort of doing the same thing. So Ayurveda really, really helped me and has saved me in many, many ways. And even even now, like, like I said, I've had a massive few weeks and my husband's like, wow, like you're just handling stuff so well at the moment. What's going on? I'm like, I'm actually just trying to practice what I preach, (laughs) you know, it's, it's good. And, you know, things don't change overnight. It's always, you know, we're evolving as human beings. That's what we're here to do. We're here to evolve. We're here to learn and we're here to sort of move through each step and acquire knowledge on our way. And it's really nice that these ancient wisdoms are coming back and we're being able to share them and reconnect with them all. And so, yeah, I don't think you can ever expect things to be perfect and things to change straight away, but the the more you go down this journey and the more that you implement things slowly it's all about you know finding sort of a more balanced state that works for you and it's just you've always just got to start somewhere it's just that simple one little step it could just be implementing one small thing that can change you know your your whole day yeah and talking about little steps can you recommend just three little things that the listeners now can implement that could just get them changing so one I know just um, connecting with yourself and having a conversation with yourself of how are you feeling what are two little easy quick things do you think that they can implement that could make a difference well if you're not going to bed before 10 p.m if you're not in bed by 10 p.m I would highly suggest working out sort of a schedule that allows you to get to bed before 10 p.m. Because from 10 to 2 is the most vital time where our body rejuvenates itself, where our liver goes through its detoxification pathways, um, where our hormones sort of reset, restable. We get that sort of really deep rest um, state. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is aligning with Ayurvedic medicine, with traditional Chinese medicine, with Western medicine. Like we all, we all agree on that. So to be into in bed before 10 p.m. And that may mean like getting off your phone, stop scrolling, <laughs> like being really strong with your own boundaries, mm-hmm. like getting yourself into a routine. If you know you tend to sort of watch a show on Netflix and then you just let the next one tick on and on and on, like just be strong with yourself. Say, hey, I'm going to be in bed at 9.30. And I would suggest doing sort of like a wind down so often what I'll do is I'll go and lay down and put my legs up the wall and do like a 10 minute meditation or just to get myself you know ready for bed so that when you do go to sleep when you do sort of get into bed you can get to sleep and it's it's super possible I had insomnia I was a shift worker as a nurse and I had insomnia for years and years and years I had a vita imbalance obviously didn't know what that was at the time but I now am a fantastic sleeper and have a regular sleep cycle it is definitely possible if I can do it anyone can do it but it is so important for hormone regulation so I think yeah checking in with yourself asking yourself how are you every morning Mm -hmm. um getting to sleep before um 10 o'clock at night is a massive one and avoid snacking all of the time so I know our sort of the diet industry started to sort of say basically diagnose a whole world with diabetes and say we have to snack you know to keep Mm -hmm. our metabolism going and all of this but what I'm seeing is this constant snacking with um, is creating a lot of insulin resistance Mm -hmm. and blood sugar instability in people. And that creates different sort of mood changes as well. So really sort of trying to have three main meals a day at regular times, because when we eat at regular times, our body naturally, it's so intelligent, but we just, we 
we override its intelligence sometimes, but if we give it regular meal times, our body naturally will start producing the right enzymes to break down our foods at that time. Mm. And when we break down the, the foods, the right foods, again, those foods, they feed all of our cells in our body. That is what is fueling our body. Food is literally fuel. We mm. do become sort of what we eat or what we digest at least. And if we're not digesting properly, then we do have, you know, malnutrition and, and lack of energy, lack of vigor and everything. So three main meals a day, lunch being the main meal and having them at regular times, just little simple things that can get yourself, your body into some sort of routine. Even if there's chaos all around, you know, you've got kids that you've got to drop off screaming kids. You've got work one day, not the other. If you can get some things that are just pretty regular for you, it just makes your body really, really appreciate it. And it, and you do, it helps with sort of hormone regulation and it helps with your, your whole sense of sort of being because it starts to stabilize itself. That's amazing. Thank you so much. So having a conversation, checking in with yourself, um, going to bed by 10 p.m. Um, and also try to avoid snacking if you can, which I remember when I went on that cleanse and I was like, I'm hungry, Harmony. <laughs> um, but now I'm happy to say that I don't like every now and then I'll snack depending on the cycle. If I'm, you know, my periods and I'm like, give me everything to eat at all times, but I'm really good with snacking. Um, and it's just helped so much. So amazing three tips. Thank you so much for those. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. No, I'm not talking like about, you know, the people that graze constantly all mm. day because mm. it never really gives your body a chance to digest and, and regulate sort of the, the cycle and the insulin and everything like that. And the blood sugars. So um, yeah, like every time, you especially if you're sort of eating sort of high um sugary or carby sort of food you'll have an insulin spike right yeah so um yeah it's just and that can affect especially people with pcos very very important so yeah i think that's one one thing i see a lot of in clinic as well people um stress eating is stress snacking so mm. finding other ways to deal with the stress <laughs> Um, you shared so much amazing things and so much wisdom that I know will, if anyone, if they just even took one little piece out and implemented and changed, will start to see a huge results. Um, can you tell the listeners where they can find you and what services uh, they you provide and where they can find you and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a, an Ayurveda and integrative health clinic here on the Gold Coast, and I specialize in women's hormonal imbalances, gut health and stress and overwhelm. Um, so you can see me at my clinic or I do offer Zoom consults as well for my interstate and international clients. Um, and my website is all the W's dot harmony inspired health dot com dot AU. And I've also just launched a um, Ayurveda Alchemist, which is a program, a six-month program to become an Ayurveda lifestyle and wellness coach. Um, and it is going to be a fantastic program. So you'll be learning all about Ayurveda lifestyle prescriptions, um, how to become an authentic coach and then build your own soulful business. So we've got modules dedicated to be able to set you up in your business as well. So you don't just get the certificate and have another certificate saying that you're an Ayurveda lifestyle mm. coach, but you'll actually get the training to be able to build that into a business or to bring it into your existing business as well. And um, more information for that is on my website. Um, my Instagram handles at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda. Um, I do have one for my clinic as well, which is at Harmony Inspired Health and Facebook at Harmony Inspired Ayurveda and Integrative Health. That's amazing. And again, congratulations on the Ayurveda Alchemist course. That is absolutely amazing. And just by you sharing that wisdom and what I love is you uh, it's not just going getting like you said not another certificate it's actually you're going to be helping them set up their business so then after it they're able to just go out there and help so many people share this ancient wisdom out there so what you're doing is absolutely amazing and I'm so excited because I enrolled in I'm so excited um to do that course with you and learn so much more and help so many more women out there so that is yeah, absolutely amazing no me too. And before we let you go, like you ask everyone else on your podcast, oh, can you share what your podcast is and where and where yeah. listeners can go and listen to your podcast? 
Yeah, so my podcast is Harmony Inspired Health and it's available on, yeah, most of all the podcast apps. So iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening, Himalayas, yeah. Yeah. And I've had Mel on there before as well as a guest. Yeah. So if you want to know everything, uh, women's health and wellness, um, she's interviewed so many amazing experts in the field. So please go check it out because I know when you scroll through there, you'll definitely come across a lot of topics that will resonate with you and that will help you out. So please go and check out her podcast, jump online, um, check out her Facebook page. If you need any support and any help, uh, please reach out to her. She's such a beautiful lady that will be more than willing to help you out. So uh, go over and check Harmony out. But before she goes, like she asks everyone at the end of her podcast or at the start of the podcast so harmony what does it mean to live an inspired lifestyle to you (laughs) so for me living like the word inspired comes from in spirit right Mm -hmm. so living in spirit is like living your most inspired life is being aligned with your values and being able to live through that alignment so being true to who you are and a part of that is connecting to yourself and understanding who you are being able to you know speak your truth but also understand that you know your truth might not be everyone else's truth so you're able to to accept and listen and be empathetic to other people to go for you know what you want without fear so to go for your dreams and do the things that really do light you up. And I know that sort of saying's been flogged a lot lately on social, <laughs> do the things that light you up. But, you know, you've got to be brave. You've got to, you've got to step out. You've got this lifetime, like I said, to evolve and, and grow, align with who you are, start to understand your purpose and start to understand your dharma and, and go for it. Like I think living your most inspired life is living I don't like to say you're on your own terms because we all are a community. We all are part of a a big thing here, but living through the heart space, not always through the logic mind, but, you know, through the heart space and just being aligned with who you are and, and everyone around you. Oh, that's so beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us the time and sharing your wisdom with everyone here. I really, truly appreciate you. Thank you so much, Harmony. Thank you so much for having me. Namaste. Namaste, beautiful. Thank you so much for making the decision to take the time and invest in yourself. You're amazing and I'm so proud of you. I hope that you enjoyed and got some takeaways from this episode of the Raw and Honest podcast. If you know someone that needs to hear this, then please, please, please help by sharing this with them. By you doing this, together we can help shine a light of love and support to all the mamas that desperately need this globally. Until next time, keep being the beautiful, amazing, badass woman and mama that you are.